to Do Your Thing, an unapologetic celebration of every version of motherhood. I'm Tamsin Williamson, a life and mindset coach for mums, also known as the Parenthood Coach. And through this podcast, I'll be sharing some beautifully open, honest conversations with inspiring, passionate women who also happen to be mothers about how they loudly and proudly do their thing in life and motherhood in their own unique and authentic ways. Plus, I'll give you an insight into how I do my thing and what that means for me, my career and family. I hope these conversations inspire you to feel the freedom to do your thing and embrace your version of motherhood in a way that feels aligned, empowering and honours your whole self. This is your invitation to do your thing. So let's get on with the show. Hi everyone. Today's episode of Do Your Thing is one from the Instagram Live archives. And listening back to this conversation has made me so happy that I haven't let these Instagram Live chats be forgotten because it is an absolute cracker. So today I am bringing you a brilliant conversation that I had with personal stylist Alex Stanley all about owning your personal style as a way of doing your thing in life and motherhood. Alex owns and runs her business Lux Leopard Lifestyle and she works with busy professional women who feel stuck in a style rut. We crammed so much goodness into this interview. We reflect on the style and body confidence crisis so many women experience, especially after having kids. Alex shares inspiring tips and insights to help you reclaim ownership over your sense of style and explains how powerful fashion can be for rebuilding confidence and self-esteem, especially when navigating a big life transition like becoming a mum. We also talk about bringing more fun and joy into the act of getting dressed as well as how embracing sustainable fashion can make connecting with your personal style feel so much more accessible. As with all of these Instagram Live episodes, please accept my apologies in advance for any little sound wobbles that you may notice along the way, but I think that the amazing content makes up for it. All right, let's do this. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm okay. Thank you. I'm just actually recovering from COVID. So excuse the kind of nasal (laughs) sound to my voice. How are you doing? Yeah, really well. Thank you. Really good. I'm really, really excited um, for our chat today. I gave you kind of a very, very brief intro um, before you joined, but it would be great to hear you know, for you to introduce yourself really and, and to tell people who you are, what it is you do um, and why this topic resonates with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, th- firstly, thank you very much for having me. So I'm Alex Stanley and my business is Lux Leopard Lifestyle, which is a bit of a mouthful. Um, <laughs> and I'm a personal stylist and I have studied and worked in the fashion industry my whole life, pretty much um, the last 17 years. Um, particularly and I've worked for 
high street retailers like Marks and Spencer. Um, and I've been, you know, in the buying team, creating the trends and creating all of the product that you see on the high street. Um, but about three years ago, I decided that that wasn't quite doing it for me anymore. And that I really felt like I had um, a calling to kind of make more of a difference to women's lives. So I decided to um I think my husband actually thought I was crazy when I decided to set my business up whilst I was on maternity leave and very sleep deprived and trying to get my head around being a new mum but um I decided to set my business up as a personal stylist and I predominantly help um busy professional women and mums who feel like they're stuck in a style rut and I help them to really transform and reignite their confidence through their style um, and it's also a really important part of my purpose to help women to reconnect with themselves and kind of with their own um, identity um, and in doing so help to reduce their impact on the planet and um, not feel like they constantly need to be kind of going out um, following all of the trends and buying into things that they don't need to buy um, because it's all about that reconnection to yourself and to to who you are and to you know who you aspire to be as well um, so that's why it really connected with me in terms of what you're doing here because I think that's one of the most important parts of of what I do. Yeah I absolutely love that and actually that really spoke to me when I was when we were kind of exchanging messages with each other and that you were talking about, you know, it's not just about how you sort of what you wear and how you feel in your body, but it's actually a lot about how you feel on the inside as well about the choices that you're making, for example, Definitely. which connected with this sustainability message, which I love. Mm. And it's so true. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think often the misconception is that, you know, clothes are really, frivolous and you know fashion's frivolous and very you know almost materialistic and um I think that couldn't be farther from the truth because it's so intertwined with our self-esteem and you know it's it, everybody has to get dressed you know <laughs> you can't you go out naked every day so you've got to make <laughs> those decisions and that can really make or break your mood and how you feel and how ultimately how you connect with other people and how you show up in the world so it's hugely important um and I think anyone that says that it isn't is has a real misconception yeah and, and I, I I agree it does make such a big difference like even this morning I was just mentioning it on my stories before like I made a very conscious uh, I was very intentional about what I chose to put on this morning about mm. I thought how do I want to feel you know and I knew that we were having this conversation but actually it has made a really big difference to how I feel in myself, just yeah. considering what I wanted to put on my body, how I wanted to show up, how I feel in the clothes that I'm wearing. And I really felt that very profoundly today. So, you know, thanks to you and this conversation, <laughs> you know, it from a self-esteem point of view and from a, a sort of you know, it, it's confidence, but it's it's mm. it's a gentle confidence. It's sort of just it feels like a really nice confidence that's just like in the back of my mind carrying me mm. in a very private way it's not about sort of prancing around in what I'm wearing it's just yeah. how it makes me feel inside so yeah I, that that really speaks to me um and and I suppose from your perspective you know this series is called do your thing um so I'd love to know sort of from your perspective how 
what does doing your thing mean to you personally? What does it look like in in your day to day life? I think for me, it's I mean, my business has been such an important part of that because, um, you know, as much as I love fashion and I've loved working in the fashion industry for the length of time that I have, um, for me, it's been really important to really connect to what my purpose is and what really lights me up mm-hmm. um because as much as I'm you know super passionate about fashion and the trends and all of those kind of things it's about so much more than that for me and that connection with um confidence and helping women you know feel their very best um that's what lights me up you know seeing that transformation is what lights me up and that's um you know hugely important to me because I personally have been on my own journey with that um you know when I became a mum it was such a um huge shake up to like life as I knew it um and I suffered with kind of postnatal anxiety and I struggled with sleep and you know all the usual things that we do as as new mums and I had worked in the fashion industry you know my whole career um and even I still struggled with that um disconnect from my identity and kind of wanting to hold on to the identity that I'd had before becoming a mum but then realizing that there was this huge shift in my values and my priorities and you know all of these things that we start to kind of um reevaluate when we become mums um and I think because I went on that journey myself then I really wanted to help other women who I know would be going through the same thing and it's not necessarily even just about motherhood it could be you know all the different things that we've experienced in our lives like you know post lockdown and everything that's happened as a result of the pandemic or you know like they're going through a divorce or you might you know all these various different things that we go through in our lifetimes um can have such a, a detrimental impact on how we feel about ourselves and how we show up um so I guess that's why it's really important to me from that perspective as well Mm, yeah definitely and and I was sort of just thinking about about what you were saying and and there are some things that you've just described then that we can all have going on in our lives some of which do sit really outside our control don't they Mm. no I mean talking about the pandemic as as one example but you know there's all sorts of different things stresses and anxieties and challenges that we're all experiencing in our lives that can feel so all consuming and all encompassing mm-hmm. so actually finding those things that we can feel a greater sense of control over those things that can make us feel more grounded more connected to ourselves um yeah that, that those are some of those things that can make that can have a really transformational impact on how we move through our day-to-day life. And I imagine that the work that you do and the experiences that you're creating for women provides them with that, you know, partly something a bit more tangible for them to feel that actually they can really create some sort of positive change for themselves inside and out. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, so often as mums, we put ourselves at the bottom of the pile and, um, you know, you've got all of these conflicting priorities and all these things that you're juggling as a mum, as a woman as well, not even just as a mum. And I think that that's so often the case when clients come to work with me that um, often they don't feel like they're worthy of investing the money in themselves Mm -hmm. or 
investing the time, especially in themselves. Um, and it is hugely transformational, even just the act of doing that, of investing time and investing money into themselves. Um, when so often they've, they've kind of placed themselves at the bottom of the pile in terms of the priorities. Um, I think that just in itself can be hugely transformational because it's like, yes, I, I do matter and I do, you know, how I show up matters and, um, you know, it's okay for me to invest this time and money into myself. And because quite often when I first connect with people, they have that almost like feeling guilty almost that, you know, I, should I be spending this money on myself or should I be spending it on my children or, you know, whatever the other conflicting priorities are. And um, seeing somebody go through that journey of um, almost like self-care, I guess, um, is huge. Mm. Yeah, I I, um, I witness very similar things with clients, with women that I work with as well you know, this, this idea of investing in themselves, of it almost being indulgent somehow, yeah. of not feeling worthy. Um, but the the longer term impact, you know, is huge because mm-hmm. it might, you know, it might just be the new outfit that makes them feel good. But actually the experience of taking care of themselves of thinking about what's right for them or what suits them or what makes them feel good in their skin or whatever it is the things that they feel able to do you know and 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 in in a similar vein sort of the 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 process that I work through with people very very similarly you know what they suddenly feel capable of being able to do the confidence that it inspires that that can make such yeah the, the ripple effect is is huge yeah absolutely and I think um quite often I've worked with clients who are have had children and they're re- returning to work and they're dreading returning to work you know mm-hmm. for multiple different reasons but partly because they just don't feel that comfortable or that confident in themselves and um it's such a lovely um part of my job that I get to see the transformation that working with me has in the, in the sense of they can then go to work feeling really confident and feeling really comfortable um in their own skin and kind of what they're wearing and it, then it doesn't matter you know it doesn't have to even be a consideration anymore because they can just you know get up and get dressed in the morning and it's not mm-hmm. like this major thing of like oh my god I've got nothing to wear and I don't feel good and and that can really have like such a knock-on effect to your day and how you um, show up at work and I think that's the thing like if you do invest that time in yourself then you're saving a lot of time further along the line because mm-hmm. you then feel you know really comfortable and really confident to just you know pick out the outfits that you've created um, yeah. and it just makes life simple <laughs> yeah I think that 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 piece around like having the confidence to even know what you like you know, the confidence to make decisions for yourself, like, Mm. particularly, you know, when you have kids, you know, your sense of identity, it does go through this massive shift. And I think many women are sort of, you know, they they do feel different, they feel Mm. changed, but there's a lot of like clinging on to maybe who they used to be, or the things that they used to like, and suddenly there can be this real kind of uncomfortable clash can't there where yeah. some people are like oh actually I, this doesn't feel right to me anymore but 
then you don't know what is right it's sort of it's yeah. a sort of re- sense of rediscovery and and reconnecting and yeah how you feel on the outside can make a massive difference to how we feel ultimately on the inside doesn't it yeah definitely and I think as part of the work that I do with clients the first session that we have together is all about that reconnection with self and like with your identity and really figuring out like what lights you up and um because like you say you've you've often got that kind of disconnect with who who even am I like you know what do I like um and just taking the time to really get back to to basics and to figure out what that foundation is like what um what do I aspire to with my style now and what are the little details that you know make me really happy like for some people it's very feminine so they might like you know a bow detail or a ruffle or that kind of thing and then for other people they might be quite edgy so they prefer um you know more of a kind of biker chick vibe or that kind of thing but it takes quite a lot to kind of like peel back the layers and figure out why you like that stuff as well and um then how to pull it all together so it it's uniquely yours in terms of like your style personality and what's going to work for you because it has to work in so many other facets as well like it has to be um practical for your lifestyle it has to work for you in terms of what you do for your job and how you want to show up and um you know from a practical point of view from if you've got kids and you're running around after kids but you've also got to be professional and you've got to you know show up in a certain way perhaps in an office environment or mm-hmm. you know there's so many different things that go into um how your style needs to work for you and it should work for you and not the other way around um so I think it's really important to kind of go back to basics from the very beginning and really establish what that is and why things mean something to you and why other things don't and figuring it all out because quite often there's a lot of baggage as well of like well somebody told me that I shouldn't wear this color or um oh I could never pull that off or you know all of these kind of things that we have to then peel back and kind of figure out forget the noise forget what everyone else has told you and everything else like what is it that you identify with and what is it that you like I love that I love that and it feels really the way that you've just described it it feels really fun like you know and especially I think especially for some people you know who maybe hate shopping you know some people who are like oh my god I hate going shopping or they dread the idea of you know trying on clothes or you know maybe yeah. it's because they just haven't found the right place to shop or the way to shop or the, sh- the the places that have the clothes that are really right for them I mean I imagine I imagine you come across all sorts of different barriers that make this a really uncomfortable experience for some people but actually the way that you've just described it like it sounds fun it feels a bit experimental and um you know it makes me feel a bit curious about myself because you know I I definitely I care about what I wear but I also don't overthink it I know that for a fact and I definitely know I can my wardrobe could do with a really good clear (laughs) out and there's probably stuff hanging on that I will probably never wear again and all the rest of it but the idea of sort of playing around with this stuff as almost like an extension of 
my identity yeah. um, as a, an extension or a, an alternative way of expressing it, mm. um, it feels like you could have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And it should, that's the whole kind of ethos of how I work is that it should be fun. Like style mm. shouldn't be this like chore that it's like, oh, I have to decide what I'm going to wear this morning. It should be like, wow, I've got all these amazing things and I'm excited. And like, what can I pick this morning from mm. another stylist that I um, I love? Um, she often describes that your wardrobe should feel like your own VIP boutique. Um, and if it doesn't, like, you know, completely in the wrong place, because it should feel like that and you sh- it should light you up and it should be something that's um, a really joyful experience. Mm-hmm. And obviously not every day is going to feel like that because your kids could be screaming at you or, you know, whatever's going on. But essentially the my whole ethos is to kind of bring the joy back into getting dressed. Yeah. and And, and I suppose that joyful bit I mean this idea of like the VIP boutique is it sounds so fun and then I suppose some people might be like oh god you know I don't have the money to to do that or you know it it doesn't feel accessible for me but then I suppose this is where the work that you do also connects with this idea of sustainability um Alex has an amazing Facebook group that and I'm not I'm not in many (laughs) Facebook groups these days but like there is such good chat in there with mm. like inspiration and you can see that people in this group are genuinely inspired by each other and experimenting yes. and um and you're always doing these fun secondhand sales and, and yes. all sorts of things and so so for people that I suppose feel that they can't afford to care about what they wear that they can't mm. afford to feel confident in their own sense of style what would you what would you say to them how how would it work I think there's a couple of things with that and I think um one the first thing is kind of what I think a lot of people feel like it's an indulgence working with a stylist because people think that stylists are um for the rich and famous and celebrities and whatever um but actually you know from speaking to my clients they have said to me that they've saved thousands of pounds a year from working with me so once you get clear on kind of what your style personality is and what colors work for you you know all of these things and get clear on your body shape and what suits you what fits and flatters you um that will save you so much money and because so many people will go out and spend loads of money on things that don't work and then they'll sit in their wardrobe unworn. And I think once you've got the tools to kind of understand what does work for you, then you'll learn how to maximise what you've already got in your existing wardrobe instead of going out and spending loads of money on things that you really don't need and that don't really work for you. Um, And then secondly to that, I think around the kind of sustainability side of things, when you are going out and buying into new things, um, always considering secondhand first and you know you can just get the most incredible things in your local charity shop and you don't have to spend very much money I mean I think we're very fortunate around where I live because the charity shops here are just incredible um, I mean on a kind of more negative note I think it speaks to the problem of overconsumption that we know is going on because you can walk into your charity shop and there's stuff that's brand new with the tags on um, never been worn but in a in a kind of 
selfish way that's quite nice as well because it means you get to go out and rummage in your local charity shop and find the most incredible mm-hmm. bargains and things that are still super relevant and you know um are amazing amazing pieces to find completely and and i get the kind of the double-edged sword of it but yeah i suppose it it also is, is a really nice invitation for people to play mm. isn't it to, to to sort of lean into that more playful thing for it to feel a bit less pressured to get it right yeah. as well in the same way that if you don't get it right actually there's a nice thought around then returning it you know sending it back mm. into the cycle and offering it to somebody else and finding what is right for you so yeah yeah that's a, that's a really um great way to think about it um so we've been talking for 25 minutes now and i'm trying really <laughs> hard to keep these conversations to half an hour because i know people are time poor and i want to make sure they get through to the end of it so uh, i feel like we could chat about this for ages but i suppose my final my final question for you for now we might have to pick up this conversation another another time um i am a massive believer in the power of taking a kind of step by step approach to growth like particularly Mm. if people are feeling stuck in a rut whether Mm. whatever type of rut it is style rut a a rut in themselves or in their own lives taking this step-by-step approach rather than kind of rushing to the finish line and feeling that you have to have it all sorted so for people that are watching who might be feeling that they are stuck in that style confidence rut Mm. what what would the number one like first step be that you would offer them to help them feel that they were taking one really positive move towards doing their thing when it comes to growing their style confidence good question I think I I do a talk actually um around the five steps to style confidence and the first step that I always talk about is body acceptance and body confidence and um I've got it here actually I've been reading this amazing book by Alex Light um who I absolutely love and so it's called you are not a before picture um and it says how to finally make peace with your body for good um and that's Alex's whole ethos is around um you know body confidence and body acceptance and I think if you're feeling stuck in a style rut quite often it can be related to how you're feeling about your body or your shape or you know your body shape or your body size or you know maybe you've seen a big change in the way that you look since becoming a mum or going through the menopause or lockdown you know all of these different things that we've all been experiencing so Mm -hmm. I think it's hugely important to start with that and to um identify um what your body shape is now and to try and start to embrace it and to you know if this is this is your body how it is going to be now and um, there's no point in spending every day kind of beating yourself up and not um not embracing it and not accepting where you are and I, th- I think it's such an important first step is to kind of meet yourself where you're at mm-hmm. and to have some compassion and to um start to identify the positive things like um what are the positive assets to my body shape and you know um I'm just going to throw out an example but for me like I have changed shape massively since having my daughter and I'm an hourglass shape and I always wanted bigger boobs 
and I got bigger boobs from, <laughs> from having a child. So although maybe I didn't quite appreciate the other things that changed as well, then it's kind of leaning into the things that are more positive and thinking like as an hourglass, like what are the kind of shapes and proportions that work well for me in terms of my body shape and therefore which um which ways do I want to style my clothing accordingly um and also color for me has been such a hugely transformational thing um so really getting to know the foundations of which colors work for you because that can really light you up and you know it can make your skin glow it can make your eyes sparkle and can take years off which I'm sure a lot of us are are very thankful for so just you know the the basics the kind of foundation um is just getting getting to know yourself again and getting to appreciate um who you are now rather than you know I work with so many clients who have pieces in their wardrobe and they're saying to themselves like when I've lost weight I'll feel better and when I've lost weight I'll fit into x thing um and it's actually hugely empowering to just let go of those things and to you know sell them on ebay or give them to charity or whatever and just start fresh and Mm -hmm. embrace who you are now and create a wardrobe that works for you now rather than continuously beating yourself up with all of these things that no longer serve you and no longer fit you yes oh my god I feel like I could just go and have another whole half an hour conversation about everything (laughs) everything that you've literally just said in that moment because there is so much there I love the idea of celebrating like your good bits and 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 you know we all have this inbuilt negativity bias it's you know that's just being human you know we turn automatically to the things we don't like or the things that aren't how we want them to be versus the good so really trying to like practice that act of Mm. just trying to deflect to the good to the positive bits because however much things might have changed or whichever bits we don't like you know really encouraging ourselves to to you know, just be kind and to to really honour some of the stuff that we really deserve to be celebrating. Um, and, and, and what you were talking about, this idea of like being in the present. So not like putting mm. putting things off until I'm thinner, until I've lost yeah. weight, until I am less tired, etc. You know, mm. I'll do it when I'll do it when. And actually, mm. you can spend a big chunk of time like treading water and the longer you tread that water waiting for that moment mm. you know the more stuck you often end up feeling so this this cathartic idea of like just saying no that's it I'm getting rid of that thing yeah. I'm not even gonna be waiting for that anymore coming back into the present and um and finding what's right for you now yeah I love that and I think that can be such an empowering experience for people if they let go of you know it's like it's um it's like a mental release as well as a physical release isn't it it's sort of it's it's both sides but but very liberating I would imagine as well yeah yeah awesome amazing thank you for uh joining us today and if people want to find out more about how you work or want to hang out in your world a little bit more um where where's the best place for them to find you 
So I'm obviously here on Instagram, but my real kind of community is over on um, my Facebook group, which is a private group. Um, so it feels like a very safe space for people who are on this journey of kind of discovering, rediscovering their style. So, um, yes, always love to send people over there. And I do style tutorials um mostly weekly if I can manage it with my schedule and um, so there's lots of um, inspiration happening in that group as well amazing well I'll drop I'll drop the name of it in the, the little Thank kind you. of blurb to accompany um accompany this and yeah as I said I don't hang out in many Facebook groups but it's it's a good one so uh, <laughs> definitely head over there thank you again Alex so thank much for joining so us it's been great to talk to you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Do Your Thing. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would mean the absolute world if you could take a moment or two to do one or all of the following small things, which could make a mega difference to the success of this podcast. Follow and subscribe to Do Your Thing, which means you'll never miss an episode. Rate or review the podcast or share the podcast with a friend who you think would enjoy listening to. And if you'd like to continue the conversation or explore working with me on a deeper level, you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at The Parenthood Coach or join my email community, The Parenthood Retreat. Just go to theparenthoodcoach.co.uk forward slash newsletter. And remember... There's no right or wrong way to do life or parenthood. There's only your way. So get out there and do your thing unapologetically. See you next time.